0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio. Thank God it's Friday. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs really have a chance to ride the ship this Sunday in Philly. You know, every game's important, but this one for them is definitely going to be, hopefully when we're at the end of the season and we're telling the story of the season, the turning point.
1: Well, it, I think it has a chance of being that way, and I, and I really do think the Chiefs win regardless of this. But but it's important for another reason, in my opinion. The Chiefs' defense has been much maligned in these first three games. Now, they did win the one over the Cleveland Browns, but they've lost the next two, and defense has been very much criticized. Well, against the Philadelphia team... I'm really interested to see what Philadelphia does offensively. Of course, Mike, the coach, Nick Sirianni, is a former Chiefs assistant coach and a very highly valued one. He knows the system and he knows what Jalen Hurts' as quarterback needs to run against this team. That's the key. Can the Chiefs defense stop Philadelphia? They'll, they'll stop them, of course, but the manner in which they stop them I think is going to be a barometer is what they can do for the rest of the season. Most of the pundits, including me, say, hey, this defense will get better once these guys learn their scheme. Well, how long is it going to take to learn the scheme? You're into the season already. Well, if Philadelphia has a big day offensively, I don't think they will. But if they do, that's not very good. Regardless, I think the Chiefs win anyway, but it is a very telltale game for
0: them. Definitely is. Uh, I'd like to see that D step up. Um, You know, like I mentioned earlier this week, I got Sanders in one of my fantasy football leagues, and he touched the ball twice last week, so... Not too worried about that. They definitely don't know how to use them, and they haven't used them so far this season, so hopefully that'll play into the Chiefs' favor, and uh, I'm screwed on fantasy. Um, (laughs) There was uh, another uh, story that was released about the Chiefs yesterday I was going to ask you about. What's your thoughts on
1: that? guy's name, the writer, is a a young guy named uh, Jake Kikouras, and he writes for a, a media outlet that's on the internet called Arrowhead Addict. And I found this to be a very interesting story. He says the Chiefs, one of their objectives right now in the next few months, weeks or months, is to address the contract that Frank Clark has with the team. Now, normally, when a writer writes about that, he says, oh, gosh, we have to pay this guy more. Not in this story. He says it's time to restructure it less because Frank Clark has not contributed what a lot of Chiefs fans and a lot of reporters think he can. Uh, the reporter, Mr. Doris, goes on to say that he says, hey, Frank Clark's a, a good edge defensive player and all that but he's not one of the 15 best in the league. And as a mathematics standpoint in this story he says the salary cap for this year that Frank Clark's contract makes as a hit is almost $26 million. Next year it will be over $26 million. This is the salary cap hit and in three years it will be almost $28 million. Restructure it gonna give you more circumstances in which you can work to get other players, whether or not the player goes along with this, whether or not the player's even with a team, remains to be seen.
0: You know, uh, so far, most of the guys have come to bat and said, you know what, we want a good team and we'll restructure. Everyone, for the most part, has, so we'll see. They are gonna get paid, but we'll see what Frank does. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he thinks his value is and uh, the decision he makes uh, after they give him that contract. Um, last night, Thursday night football, kind of, uh, both of us kind of poo-pooed on that game we were talking about yesterday, but it turned out to be not a bad game, to be honest with Wasn't you. Wasn't bad at all. I mean, I, I, I mean Burrow did great, uh, Lawrence did great, I think Lawrence still has a a few things to learn. There was a couple decisions he made I thought were like, oh man, if
1: you'd have done this, uh, that's
0: good. But he's young. That's but hey, just
1: they, it though. Did he make them or did Urban Meyer? Make
0: uh, there was a there was a goal line stance where I think he had the option to pitch and he took it himself again. And it, and you the Bengals were waiting for it because he had just done he'd just done that and scored on the previous drive. And he
1: did not, and get he any. should have
0: pitched it out um, all day. And now I'm not just saying that because I had that running back on my fantasy yes, team, you did. which I did. And he ended up scoring two touchdowns. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, I was focused on it, so I saw that the option was there, and the te- and the Bengals were ready for it, and he didn't bend. I go, man, he should have pitched it out. But, you know, he's young. And again, they, they seem to have flashes of explosion. Both teams did, but I was kind of surprised when I woke up that the Bengals came back and won this Jacksonville.
1: Thing. Jacksonville's not a bad ball club. They still have, as you pointed out, a ways to go, and Lawrence does. He needs more experience. I'm not sure that Urban Meyer is the... Great coach that everybody says he is, but be that as it may, not the point He's a jerk. 21, they, they had 21 points on board and led 21 to 7 at one time, and the Cincinnati fans are booing. Well, Burrow heard this, and Burrow has a pretty good core. They're not big names, but a pretty good core of receivers. Got them down, got the game tied, and then set the Bengals up with a field goal virtually at the end of the game, and they boomed that went through, I think it was 30. 30-some yards, whatever it was. And that's how Cincinnati won the game, 24-21. Cincinnati is the better team. Most of the teams that Jacksonville plays this year will be the better teams. I noticed that one of the Sunday morning games in London, which are usually throwaway games, is Jacksonville and Atlanta. Hey, what we so, said
0: about this game, and yeah, look what happened. This
1: one, I'm sleeping in on. Oh uh, yeah, well those <laughs> London
0: games. You're, I mean, God, I remember when the Chiefs played, and I was like, "What time do I have to wake up to watch that thing?" <laughs> um, so yeah, we're not tailgating that baby. Uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely a lot better than I thought it was, and uh, it was uh, you know sometimes hope you get every now and then we get good Thursday night games, so that was a good one to have for sure. And so the Cardinals are kind of in cruise control now, really, until uh, Wednesday night when they face off, whoever they're going to face off, in the wild card game. I know I'm going to watch that. I cannot wait. 7 o'clock or what, 7.05, first pitch, and you uh, surprised at the
1: starter? Hardly. That's no surprise at all to anybody, but the Cardinals did make it official yesterday. They will start Adam Wainwright in that ball game on Wednesday. You make a very interesting point, too, on the time, the starting time. It'll be the only game that night. The American League wildcard game is Tuesday. National League game is Wednesday. Why is that? <laughs> Does anybody need to ask? Come on. <laughs> it's TV. And, of course, without question, the game will be on the West Coast. Probably, probably in Los Angeles, but that's not definite yet. But regardless, it is on the West Coast. However... On the West Coast, it will probably be 5 o'clock when they start that game, 5 o'clock their time out there, and 7 o'clock ours here because they want that game in prime time on TV. So, yeah, Adam Wainwright will be the Cardinals starter. Who the Cardinals play, we don't know yet. Man, it's going to be crazy. Uh, and they got a win last night against Milwaukee. They did. 4-3 to three was the final score. Got a couple of home runs from Dylan Carlson, and, of course, that meets very well with the Cardinals front office because he is alleged to be a – a future star on the team and he may be. He was a big star down here with the Springfield Cardinals for the brief time that he was here and Carlson can play the game. But the Milwaukee Club, I'm a little bit puzzled by them. It's an interesting team. Now they have won the National League Central Division and they won it rather handily. They we're up by thirteen games at one time. They're gonna finish winning it or whatever happens, but it'll be by probably six or five games, somewhere around there. But, Mike, they are not a real good offensive ball club. They don't score a lot of runs. They beat you with pitching and defense, and whether or not that can hold true in the playoffs, it's already known who they're going to play. They'll play the Atlanta Braves, and that'll be a nice little series, Atlanta against Milwaukee. I wouldn't be at all surprised, of course, the team with the better winning record will get the home field, and that will be Milwaukee. So they'll have the home field in that best-of-five series, which will start a week from tonight but uh, very interesting situation But we're more focused on the Cardinals and what they're going to do
0: now uh, the Royals uh, yesterday did lose to uh, Cleveland six to one did that one run from the Royals come from a, a Perez home run <laughs> it
1: would have been great that. <laughs> he, he did play he did play in the game uh, this is after suffering a sprained ankle falling on the yeah, bottom after step the cell- of the <laughs> dugout but, hey, those things happen Salvador Perez had a great year and has three more games to go now uh, and they'll be against the Minnesota Twins to establish a new Kansas City Royals home run record. He has 48 now. He is Ty, tied with Jorge Soler, who is no longer with the Royals, for 48 home runs of the season. And Soler hit his last year. So, this record actually, that's not, that's not true. It's about two years ago. But the fact of the matter remains that uh, that's, that's a heck of an achievement by Salvador Perez. And in my opinion, a guy who should be a candidate for most valuable player. He won't win it because he's not with a contending team. Not that that's a criteria, but it is a criteria for the voters who do this. And uh, it'll go to a uh, kid from the Los Angeles uh, Angels, Soe Otani. He'll, he'll get the MVP award more than likely. But Salvador Perez is right there. He should be a deserving candidate.
0: He definitely is in the, in the running. But uh, the kid from L.A., though, he you want to talk about a complete baseball player. I mean, it doesn't get any more complete than that kid.
1: Case in point is Sports Illustrated magazine, which came out with their issue last week, and they have him on the cover. And they, the bottom line on the story is, as good as Babe Ruth, no. I mean,
0: he's he, he's a machine. He's a machine. Speaking of machines, the Ned Talk machine keeps rolling on Sunday. You guys got another uh, brunch time start, 10 a.m. Uh, Bloody's and mimosas for the boys this Sunday. We
1: really run the gamut no, uh, because this week we do have the early morning one, 10 a.m., and then next week we're back to 5. Man, I, it's all over the place this season, <laughs> all over the place. But yeah, that's the Chiefs pre pregame show. And it's here, of course, at uh, 104.7. And it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And my crew and I will be here at 10 on Sunday morning, run from 10 to 11. Then uh, Art Haynes takes over with Mitch Holdis at 11, and then the game to 12
0: uh don't let the guys give you too big of a hard time for the green and white man
1: <laughs> no i can't legitimately, <laughs> they don't stand a chance in this game well so I, can't I hope
0: you're them. right i uh, definitely don't want to wake up on monday in the uh, mood and i really don't want to have to worry about you peeking your head in here afraid to talk to me on monday morning <laughs> Ned, you have a good weekend i'll see you then sir